This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, April 8th, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. Voting with your feet is both an economic model and a motto for leaving an area that just doesn't meet your needs. But what about voting with your land? That is, undocking your property and moving it, house and all, to another jurisdiction. The right of secession is at the heart of seasteading. Patrick Friedman, the executive director of the Seasteading Institute, believes that intentional communities on the high seas allow individuals to continue to take advantage of that ultimate right of the pioneer and entrepreneur, the right to go someplace new. We spoke following a Cato policy forum on seasteading held yesterday. What is folk activism? Folk activism is our intuitive attempts, our intuitive desire to change people's minds by coming up with a new idea, talking to our friends, convincing them this idea, and building a small coalition around it. Okay, and libertarians, you argue, are as susceptible uh, to that idea as anyone. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we believe that government policies are bad. We see things on the news, we get mad about it, and we talk about what government could do to, say, actually address the financial crisis. We try to talk to our friends, we post in blogs, try to get a small group of people together to who agree on this. The problem is, of course, that, that in the current government, it takes tens of millions of people to make a difference, not tens of people. And so this sort of folk activism doesn't end up influencing policy at all. Now, at the forum, you suggested, not entirely jokingly, that uh, libertarians are overinvested in think tanks. You want to move towards essentially a new model, which is going out, take your idea, and prove it somewhere. So what is seasteading? How does seasteading meet that goal? Well, seasteading is homesteading the high seas. And with seasteading, a small group of libertarians could get together and buy a used ship or build a new platform structure and go out on the ocean and actually start a new society. And not only does this get them freedom sooner, but it means that their society can serve as an example to convince other people. And examples are vastly, vastly better at convincing people than words, papers, books. Doug Bandow at the uh, event today suggested that policy libertarians create the space for structural libertarians to uh, emerge, talk about their ideas, things like that. But it seems to me that what you're talking about is having structural libertarians prove a case which, uh, in terms of providing competition for other governments, actually give leverage to the policy libertarians back home. Yes, absolutely. I agree. I mean, we we have a space right now. The oceans are a big space uh, where we could be out there trying these systems. Um, and I just, I th- it's very natural to think that the, the way to proceed is to, to so the, the way that the policy libertarianism is, is trying to proceed is, okay, let's, let's put the word out there. Let's convince people that our way is the right way, and when we build a big enough coalition around it, it'll happen. That works great in a tribe of 100 people. It doesn't work in a country of 300 million people, most of whom are not libertarians, most of whom will not be libertarians no matter you know how many copies of Capitalism and Freedom or Atlas Shrugged you print because they intuitively believe in different goals than libertarians. So... You know, it, I, I just don't think it'll it'll work in the in the long run, which is why we need to take the people who actually believe in libertarianism already and give them a way to go make a free society now. Arnold Kling at the forum suggested that uh, it's hard to have economies of agglomeration in city-sized uh, areas without having government break out. But you're not really talking about not having government break out. You're talking about essentially the right to reshuffle 
communities. I, that's absolutely right. So it's it's fine if government breaks out. I, I mean, I want government to be there from the beginning. I just want to have a system, a competitive system where different governments are trying to appeal to people, trying to innovate and attract citizens because, you know, because it's easy to start a new government, it's easy to switch between governments. And so governments try to attract customers rather than the current system where you basically can't start a new government on land. It's hard to switch. And so governments exploit people. What of the idea that Essentially, every other government in the world would immediately find itself very invested in the idea of seasteading becoming a failure. Well, I think that historically, governments don't actually respond that quickly to new challenges. They tend to be slow. They tend to have a lot of inertia. Also, it's important to remember that that governments are not single self-interested entities. I mean, look at the fact that the IRS is underfunded. That makes no sense, right? I mean, if I was running the government, I would not underfund the way of collecting revenue. And that proves that the model of government as a monolithic profit-maximizing entity is just is just totally wrong. So it's definitely true that we'll face challenges from existing governments, and we'll have to be careful not to piss them off. But the idea that they will all kind of act as individuals whose self-interest is being violated and all act to attack us, I just I don't think that fits the evidence. One of the things that I, that I find most attractive about the idea is that uh, initially a seasteading community could grow up around a particular industry, especially something like healthcare. Describe why you suspect that that would occur. So we need a way to make money on the ocean, and my favorite way of doing this that I've heard so far is the medical industry. Medical tourism is already a huge business. It's uh, a couple billion dollars a year and 750,000 people in the U.S. It's more like 20 or 30 billion worldwide where people go to foreign countries in order to get good quality medical care at a far lower price. One advantage of this is that it's medical care is not illegal in the U.S. It's just highly regulated and expensive. So it's something that you could do on, say, a cruise ship out of San Diego, Florida, where you're getting huge cost savings, and so you know people are coming to you. But you're not doing anything that's illegal in the U.S., and so the U.S. government is much less likely to shut you down. And, you know... Everything is hurt by regulation, right? You can make an argument for doing anything on a seastead because of less taxes and less regulations. So given that, you have to find the specific industries that kind of have the most regulation but yet the least bad PR. And I think that medical care is such an industry, and I think that it's it'll last for a long time because in order for this profit opportunity to go away, the U.S. would have to fix its healthcare system. Some of the most attractive language used in relation to to this is pioneering, entrepreneurial, people who are willing to take massive risks. And you talked about some of the some of the big risks that occurred. Uh, for someone who says, "I'm I'm ready to go, uh, I'm ready to start right now," what can they do? That's a great question. So. There's a couple of things that can be done soon. Um, there are people out there who are experimenting with building their own seasteads, what we call single-family seasteads. Um, there's a guy, Vince Kate, in Anguilla, and uh, there's some people, I think, in, in Denmark and Germany. Um, and that's one option, people who want to... It's kind of like having a sailboat, but something larger and more comfortable sail around. But of course, that'll only work if you're a do-it-yourself engineering kind of guy. The next soonest thing is that we're going to be starting a cruise ship condominium venture, I think, later this year, where people can sign up to go live on a cruise ship that just travels around the world. And, you know, it's not, it can only get a limited amount of increased freedom. And, it, you know, it's still 
It's not different engineering-wise, but it's something that can be done today. I mean, if I had the sign-up list, I could buy a Hughes cruise ship and start retrofitting it today, and hopefully we'll have that sign-up list in, in a year or two. So that that's the soonest. Also, of course, join the Seasteading Institute, which will be launching its membership program on April 15th, and uh, give us money to help make this happen. Patrick Friedman is executive director of the Seasteading Institute. His new essay, Beyond Folk Activism, is up at CatoUnbound.org. You can watch and listen to the forum on seasteading at Cato.org. <laughs>